More than 75,000 Kaiser healthcare workers are set to strike across several states this week as their current employment contract expires. Cigna will pay $172 million to settle its Medicare Advantage fraud suit. And a new report finds that the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Innovation has raised federal spending, not lowered it. It's Tuesday, October 3rd. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. Healthcare workers at Kaiser facilities in several states are expected to go on strike this week following the expiration of their previous employment contract. In a statement released by the Coalition of Kaiser Permanente Unions, union representatives said that a concrete agreement had not been reached as of Saturday, the date that the contract expired. They wrote that there have been good discussions with Kaiser and that they could see a path to resolving their disagreements around shift payment differentials and further investments in training for employees. But union representatives said that the two parties remain apart on key issues, including outsourcing protections, the right to organize in any newly acquired hospitals, and proposed wage increases. Regarding wage increases, the unions have asked for a raise between 5.5 and 6.5 percent, depending on location. Kaiser is proposing a raise of between 3 and 4 percent, along with a 23 to 25 dollar minimum wage for coalition members depending on location. Kaiser, however, reiterated to its members in an email sent Monday that they are still bargaining in good faith with the unions and that a strike could still be averted. They also wrote that they have contingency plans in place to provide care if a strike were to happen, though non-urgent appointments and procedures may need to be rescheduled. If a deal is not reached between Kaiser and the union coalition within the coming days, 75,000 Kaiser Permanente workers are set to strike across five states, California, Oregon, Colorado, Washington State, and Virginia, as well as the District of Columbia. If the strike does occur, it would likely be the largest healthcare worker strike in U.S. history. As always, this story is still evolving, and we will provide updates as more information becomes available. There is a second independent strike currently underway by Kaiser pharmacy technicians, clerks, and warehouse employees, as well as imaging workers. These workers began picketing for facilities in Oregon on Sunday. That strike could last through Saturday, October 21st, according to UFCW Local 555. A Kaiser spokesperson told Beckers that inpatient hospital pharmacies will continue operating during this strike. Cigna has agreed to settle a suit brought by a whistleblower and the federal government to resolve fraud allegations tied to its Medicare Advantage plans. In a statement released Saturday by the U.S. Department of Justice, the Bloomfield, Connecticut-based health insurer will pay more than $172.2 million to settle the DOJ suit that alleges it violated the False Claims Act. The DOJ alleges Cigna submitted and then failed to withdraw inaccurate diagnosis codes for 
its Medicare Advantage beneficiaries in order to receive more payments from Medicare. The suit alleges that these diagnostic codes were submitted by contracted vendors for Cigna's home care visit program, typically nurse practitioners, who did not perform or order the types of tests or services needed to reliably diagnose the illnesses that they reportedly found, and that Cigna barred these workers from providing treatment for the conditions they claim to have diagnosed. In addition to the financial settlement, Cigna will also enter into a five-year corporate integrity agreement with the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Office of Inspector General. As part of that agreement, the insurer will be required to implement accountability and auditing provisions and be subject to an independent review of its procedures. Cigna's board of directors and top executives will also be required to make certifications about the company's compliance measures. Cigna has a Medicare Advantage U.S. market share of around 2 percent, according to KFF. More than half of all Medicare-eligible beneficiaries, nearly 31 million Americans, are enrolled in an MA plan as of this year. This is not the only legal challenge facing Cigna. A class-action lawsuit filed this summer in a California federal court alleges that the insurer violated state law by using an algorithmic system known as PXDX to batch deny claims as not medically necessary, which led to its beneficiaries needing to pay out of pocket for the tests. Cigna, in its defense, argues that the tool is a way to accelerate physician payments. The Center for Medicare and Medicaid Innovation increased federal spending in its first decade, counter to its intended goal, according to a new report. CMMI was created by the Affordable Care Act in 2010 to test potential care delivery and payment models within Medicaid, Medicare, and the Children's Health Insurance Program to find new ways to both improve the quality of care and reduce health care spending. However, a new report from the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office found that between 2011 and 2020, CMMI's activities actually increased direct spending by $5.4 billion, or a tenth of a percentage point of net spending on Medicare. The CBO notes that most of the center's models have focused on Medicare beneficiaries. The CBO reviewed the published evaluations of 49 models piloted by CMMI over its first decade, as well as corresponding historical budget data. Overall, it found that CMMI spent $7.9 billion to operate its care models, but those models only reduced spending on health care benefits by $2.6 billion. When CMMI was first established more than a decade ago, the CBO projected that it would produce a net savings of $2.8 billion in federal spending, estimating that the models would lower spending on benefits by $10.3 billion, offsetting an estimated $7.5 billion that the center would spend to operate the model. The CBO said that there could be a few reasons why its original cost-saving estimates were incorrect. First, it estimated that savings would increase over time as CMMI identified more models that reduced spending and then expanded them at a steady rate. But instead, after CMMI's first two models were certified, its certification rate dropped over time. Second, every model that CMMI launched made provider participation voluntary instead of mandatory. The CBO said that while providers prefer voluntary models, they may only participate in the ones that may be 
be more financially advantageous to them. And finally, the CBO did not anticipate that some health systems may participate in different models at the same time, creating conflicting incentives for providers. The CBO now projects that CMMI's activities will increase net federal spending by $1.3 billion over the next decade. It's possible that this latest CBO analysis could lead to more calls for oversight from some congressional lawmakers. The agency has long been criticized by some Republicans on Capitol Hill who have taken issue with the ACA-established center, namely because only a few piloted programs have so far yielded savings. Most recently, GOP lawmakers were critical of a model that would cut Medicare payments for drugs approved under the Food and Drug Administration's accelerated approval process, claiming reduced Medicare reimbursement could potentially slow innovation. This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at justhealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The Gist Healthcare podcast is an independent production of Gist Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.